The fascinating thing that I think we do is we say, hey, come join our calls. You don't even have to be an agent with us. Call me. You don't have to be an agent with us. We lead with value. And unfortunately, what happens is people tend to do more deals and work closer with us when they're with the brokerage, but it doesn't need to be that way. We don't really care about that 15K cap, but it is what brings people in the door and gets them to work closer with us, but it doesn't have to be that way. We'll still partner with you, we'll still help you because we just lead with value. And as you know, it's very simple simple. It's hard to do some of these things, but you just follow these concepts and you're consistent for a long period of time. That's the beautiful thing that, that I see with real estate is almost in every aspect of it, every year it gets better. Welcome everyone to the show. We're joined today by Matt Tefke. Uh, Matt is a real estate broker, entrepreneur, uh, out of Round Rock in Texas, uh, a, a submarket of Austin, from what I understand. Matt is uh, doing a, a lot, quite honestly, of what we do up here in New York. They've got a really well-rounded company uh, running the full gamut, buying, selling, leasing, coaching, construction, finance, and of course, the, the traditional real estate parameters. Uh, we're excited to share some of the insights of what uh, Matt has has really gleaned and what Matt is seeing as, as creating the success that they've had. And of course, talk about what real estate holds for the future. So Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that intro and uh, let's get after it. I'm, I'm excited to be here. All right, baby, let's go. Let's get so, it. You know, we, we, we often talk to the guests about how they ended up in real estate. I think we share a bit of a similar story, but if you would uh, just give the audience a few minutes on how did you end up in the game? Is this something you've been around, you know, when, when you were younger? How did you end up at where, where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm 13 years in. I'm 30 years old right now. And I uh, was blessed to uh, be around it at an early age. My mom, single mom, raised my brother and myself. And she did a really good job of investing. She was buying one or two properties a year. Really the way uh, I saw it was she put everything that she made outside of her job and taking care of my brother and myself into owning real estate. Very fortunate and blessed to have done it in a great market here in Austin, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But at the same time, she was uh, surrounding herself with a, a team, a good realtor, a good property manager. Uh, her realtor would actually go knock on people's doors and find her deals and make commissions that way. And she was buying below value. I remember early on, this is something that stuck with me. Um, when I was trying to get started, you know, I'd see a house listed at 200 and I'm trying to get a deal done. Right. And she's like, let's offer him 120. And I'm like, mom, like, no. And then I realized, wow, sometimes that actually works. And she did, you know, get those lines in the water. So she did a good job of being aggressive. I, I definitely learned that from her. And I was just around that early. I uh, went to college and got my real estate license when I was in college. Uh, first year in, I got that rookie of the year award. I was, you know, taking 18 hours of school, but more focused on real estate than anything and surrounded myself with people to learn, soak it in. I was first one in last one out. My whole goal was always to learn the industry and then figure out ways to own property. And so I did that all through college. I graduated. I worked for a commercial broker. Then I went to go get my master's degree from uh, Texas A&M. They have a master's of real estate program. And did that year and a half. Uh, all along that time, I started buying properties, one or two a year, just like my mom. And graduated, uh, started a uh, property management company. Ended up selling that about six months ago. 
uh, we built that up to over 300 single family homes that we were managing. And then um, before I sold that, I started a real estate brokerage. And at this point, we have right around 100 agents. We also own 30% of a construction company. And the whole philosophy that we have is, uh, I think it's very unique and it's, it's very cool because it, it didn't really happen as a clear vision. It just happened over following what we're about over time. And the, what I like to say is we want to be at a brokerage where you as the agent come to get the most out of real estate for yourself, not for your clients, uh, not for investors, for you. And I think there's a percentage of agents that get their license that that's what they want. And we promote that. We let people wholesale. We partner with our agents. We've got eight flips going on right now with eight different agents. We put up all the money. Uh, we let them build their own brand, their own team. There's a cap, $15,000 cap is the max they can make us as a brokerage. And, and we're not really worried about the money we make on the brokerage. We, we're essentially trying to find entrepreneurs that we can help grow and train and look at them as partners and we're not focused on how much money can we make on the brokerage, but how do we get a lot, of, a lot of good people and grow together? And it's been pretty special, man. It's, you know, before the pandemic, we had 12 agents. And so we grew all through that and heads down working hard. And one thing I uh, always thought was like, I'm so passionate about real estate, but I realized I'm not, I'm just passionate about what real estate can allow, like what it did for my mom, what it's done for me, what it's done for other people. And so we hustle, man, work, you know, all that to say is uh, I've worked about as hard as you could imagine at this for 13 years. And uh, in, a, in a weird way, I do honestly still feel like uh, just getting started and then uh, just hopefully uh, keep doing things. There's, as you know, there's some simple things to follow, but, you know, be consistent, uh, you know, do what you say you're going to do, do it for a long time and things work out. And so we're just trying to do the best we can. Obviously, no experts on everything. We've never been through a downturn, uh, but hopefully we can just uh, keep building that brand and reputation and get around a lot of good people. So um, we were talking offline before we started, and um, I had said, I think we share a similar story, and, and it sounds like in, in some sense we, we do. I, I also was you know, kind of dragged around by mom. Uh, single mom, and she got into the brokerage side very early, not really the investing side, but the brokerage side. Um, so I've been also been around it my my whole life. And some of those lessons that you were, were talking about, uh, I was smiling, you know, thinking back to uh, that mentality. I, I think that sometimes real estate agents forget um, that we almost have too much knowledge sometimes, and you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? So for mom to go out and and make those 120 offers on those $200,000 listings, you never know, you really genuinely never know what the other person's situation is, what their goals are, and what is important to you is not always, and oftentimes not what is important to your counterpart, your client, your agent. Um, it's People are motivated by different things. People have different goals. And we've found as uh, we've gone through this, I've been in it now for 20 I don't know, 20 some odd years, three, four, five years, six years, 26 years, actually. I'm getting old, man. Uh, <laughs> that it's, it's very much about real estate is not about selling, right? People don't quite get that. It's, it's about connecting. It's about cultivating a relationship, building trust. And once you've gone through that process first, then the other stuff comes naturally. It, it really is a, an, an organic process. So 
uh, I have a million questions. You, you guys yeah. are, are doing commercial and residential, correct? Yeah. So one, one part that I skipped was uh, I, I worked at a commercial brokerage for three years called Edge. And it was a pretty high-end retail shop. So I did work for Bulls Gym, Dick's Sporting Goods, and worked there right out of college, uh, right out of my master's degree while my wife was building our management company. So at this point, um, we allow our agents to do everything. And I have a little bit of knowledge in uh, almost every aspect of real estate, except for office space. Uh, but we do have agents that only focus on commercial. We actually had an agent uh, last month, he did 52 million in uh, sales volume. And, you know, we cap out at 15K. So that's, that's pretty much all his money. But I was just super impressed and, you know, good on him for doing that. That's, that's more than a lot of brokerages do in a year. Sure. Um, that's amazing. The, so when you were at Edge, you, met, you mentioned some tenants there. Were you doing tenant rep work? Retail tenant rep, yeah. Did all the, you know, Vegas ICSC and Houston, Dallas ICSC for three years and very corporate. Um, I enjoyed learning and being around it, but it wasn't me. Yeah. But I stuck around, uh, one, because of the company culture that we had, and two, I was just learning so much. So you guys are big believers in coaching, um, something that I've talked about a lot on the show, uh, how just unbelievably impactful the right coach can be on an individual personally and in their career. Um, I was very late to the game on the coaching side to be candid. What, what was your first uh, experience or exposure to coaching? Yeah. So we you know started testing this out about a year ago. Uh, my first experience was probably just hearing about what other people were doing and how much money they're paying and what they're getting and, and me kind of being a little bit upset or frustrated with what people were getting into in some sense. And so we kind of came up with our own program because, you know, some of these things, you know, you'll go pay 50 grand uh, and not that there's anything wrong with the dollar amount, but it was these specific ones. It's like, man, I could have told you a lot of this stuff and I, and I would have, and I do for free. Like I literally would sit down with you and coffee every week if you want to and show you some of these things. So we try to come up with something a little different, uh, which was thousand dollars month to month, and we're in your corner. It's it's catered to you, um, and you know everyone has different programs and different ways to view things. But even to this point now, man, we we actually have two guys that are essentially working for free um, right now for the next three months, eight hours a day, and they're just gambling on you know us and the knowledge. So there's all these different ways. There's people that will pay for it. Uh, there's people that will that come and just work for you for free. But, but for me, yeah, I think it's valuable. When I was getting started, I had a mentor one hour every day, taught me real estate, whatever it is, as long as you're just focusing on improving and, and just like anything, as you know, you get around the right people and it's just a trade-off of dollars for the value you're given. And you just have to figure out where's the best spot for that we're all about it. You know, I still have people that I'm learning from and that, that teach me, I don't necessarily pay for coaching, but I figured out in some ways how to go get it for free. Just go figure out how to add value for people. And then they'll turn around and add value back for you. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. For me, uh, I started off with kind of a systems coach and I graduated to a mindset coach. Um, and it's just been absolutely invaluable. And like you said, I'm, I'm taking a lot of that knowledge mentoring the, the folks in my company, but we actually had one of our um, partners get 
licensed as a coach to put a little bit of structure around it. And we created an institute because uh, you can't sit with everybody every day, right? So uh, the, 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 the value of time for us has just been number one. Uh, so we're, we're trying to do things in, in a scalable way. Um, is it okay if we dive into some of the structure of your company, just so Absolutely. I can understand and the audience can understand exactly yeah. how you, you guys have this set up? So you have the cap, which is, uh, which is interesting. You guys are going out and sourcing all of the leads on the agent's behalf or the agent sourcing leads. Uh, can you walk me through just a typical, someone comes in with a listing, what does that kind of waterfall look like? Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's always changing, very fast paced. We're very, as you know, probably entrepreneurial. Um, so there's multiple structures that we're working on. Uh, we have a girl right now uh, that we pay $30,000 a year salary. And she's actually on an 80, 20 split 80 to us. And she's eight hours a day generating real estate leads, the plan. And this is relatively new. Um, We're trying to figure out how to efficiently get more leads coming in. And and she's the one that's helping us do that. The goal with that is once we have that implemented and we have a structure, we know, you know, how much we're spending and how, what it generates. We want to take that same structure and offer it to our agents on a 70, 30 model uh, where we actually might help them with their CRM, maybe help them with some marketing. They take 70, we take 30, no cap. So it's like, that's, that's where we're trying to go to. But the 90-10 is pretty much, uh, you kind of on your own, you know, pay for your own signs, pay for your own cards. We're going to support you. We're going to take your calls. We do three trainings a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1030. Um, but the 90-10, 15K cap is, hey, come here. You know, we're, we're the type that's like, you want to work a little bit? That's great. You want to work a lot? We're here to support you. We're not going to call you and tell you you need to have more sales volume. Uh, but we're the first people to say, hey, do you want to own real estate? Let's go buy some stuff together. So for example, I, I think that's why we're growing and we are very unique. Like we've talked to multiple big brokerages that have tried to buy us or partner with us. And we've gone through their structure and they're like, each agent is worth $3,000 per year. If we can get $3,000 per agent per year, we're good. And I can't even uh, allow myself to think that way. One, it's a, it's a small number, which is not the most important thing. Uh, these are massive. You know, that's, that's one of the biggest brokerages there is. So I respect them and they're way bigger than us. But we don't think like that. We, we, you know, we have agents that cap out that don't cap out. Uh, we've got multiple ones that we make 50,000 each on a flip and that makes the split mean nothing. Um, the fascinating thing that I think we do is we say, Hey, come join our calls. You don't even have to be an agent with us. Call me. You don't have to be an agent with us. We lead with value. And unfortunately what happens is people tend to do more deals and work closer with us when they're with the brokerage but it doesn't need to be that way. We don't really care about that 15K cap, right? Uh, But it is what brings people in the door and gets them to work closer with us, but it doesn't have to be that way. We'll still partner with you. We'll still help you because we just lead with value. And as you know, you, you know, it's very simple. It's hard uh, to, to do some of these things, but you just, you know, follow these concepts and you're consistent for a long period of time. That's the beautiful thing that, that I see with real estate is, 
almost in every aspect of it, every year it gets better. Like next year, I know more people. I have the ability to raise more money. I, I make more money. Like it's all about just being around. And what I say is like, you got to get that staying power, get the ability to stay in the game. And there's always a big deal or something new or exciting right around the corner, but you got to be in it. And I just personally have never seen any way to be successful in it uh, the way we're doing it other than being full-time. I know you can be part-time and do passive and do all this other stuff, but I've only found success by just trying not to miss a beat and being super consistent uh, over the years. So you guys are, are doing, um, and I, I, lo I love the model. I think it, it's, uh, we had talked also about disruption and how the industry is just ripe for massive disruption in the future. Uh, that old model of putting a dollar amount on an agent, I don't think is sustainable, honestly, much yeah. more. Um, I love that you guys are kind of building an army of people that are out looking for not just listings that they can broker, but deals to participate in. Yeah. Uh, part of our model as we franchise is precisely that. We're going to have a fun backstopping the opportunity for agents to participate in the deals at different levels. So uh, I was wondering how much structure have you put around that so far? I mean, is there... Um, are there different levels for participation if an agent brings a deal or what, what does that look like for you guys? So the way that we've done it uh, so far, and this is in this model, we've probably done 20 deals, um, call it 16 flips, uh, four that we we've kept with these agents in this program. Um, what we do is it's, and it all, it always is a little bit dependent on the deal, but this hasn't changed yet. Um, if we are going to put up all the money, which we will, uh, we'll get the loan in our name. We'll put up all the money and the agent goes and runs that project. We're here to support and guide them, but they run it as far as checking in, making sure people show up. Uh, we get paid back and then we split the profits 70, 30. If you don't want to go that route and you want to put money in yourself, then we just divide it up, you know, uh, per how much money you put in. So, you put in 40% of it, you own 40% and we'll get the loan. Um, I know people probably get good rates all over, but I think we have some of the best rates on, on the, we're doing hard money on a lot of these and we're getting one point, you know, six and a half percent interest, 90% LTV. It's pretty good. Uh, and, and our agents that are tapping into it, they get the credit for that. Where here in Austin, if you were to do that, just start now, you'd be 12% interest, two and a half points. So it makes a difference. Um, and you, and, and if it's your first deal, you're not even hundred percent confident that they're going to be able to close, right? Our guys, they close good rates. Uh, we don't even have to give, give them any more paperwork that, you know, they have everything. So that's kind of how it's been structured. Um, how we scale that totally unsure, you know, we, we could probably do right, literally right now, I think we have nine, eight or nine, uh, we'd probably do a few more, but you, you start getting tapped out, you know? So, uh, but man, as you probably know, uh, or probably would agree with like, if I had this program when I was getting started out, man, I would have, I would have been doing so many deals. Um, so it's really cool. Like we're trying to give people what we would have wanted or be different through brokerages that I've been at and, and make it the best version that we can. So one of the keys to becoming a multi-million dollar agent is leverage, right? Understanding how to leverage your time, your resources, and certainly capital. Um, yeah. so you guys are coming in and you're providing the, the cash into the deal, the, the, the deposit money and, and whatnot. Are you doing renovations on these things? Yeah. Yeah. Most like 
you know, very few of them were doing small renovations, but they're usually, and they're not, they're usually not really crazy. They're 35, 45, 50,000 renovations. Sometimes, you know, we really like these little 15, 10, 15, you know, flip it real quick, make 50 K something like that. But we try to, you know, we try to be smart too with the timing of the market. Like I'm a big believer in uh, trying to be conservative the best way we can. I don't, I don't really like buying 600, 700,000 million dollar properties. Um, especially when the market's hot. Obviously, it depends on the value versus what you're paying. But we like to have ones that, for some reason, something did did go wrong. It might be, uh, it, most of them wouldn't be great rentals, uh, but they wouldn't be too bad. Um, and then in our market, the way we approach it is anything that we can keep as far as the mortgage and the, you know, the payments and everything kind of work out, we're going to keep it. Um, if not, that's really the only reason that we're flipping it. We'd love to keep everything we could, but we just try to keep the ones that are uh, self-sufficient. So on the cash in part, are you guys doing like friends and family raises or where's that capital coming from? Or is it just purely your capital that's going in? Yeah, it's all, it's all the money. So what's really also interesting is uh, with our brokerage, I mean, we're not pulling any money out. I mean, Alex is my partner. Uh, amazing story, man. Just He's 27 years old, and at the age of 20, he was full-blown heroin addict in jail. And he's seven years sober. He works out every day. He's freaking jacked. And uh, he, he doesn't even get stressed out because he takes care of himself. And, you know, there's a million moving parts. I couldn't do anything that I'm doing without him helping. I'm out there just meeting, networking, doing one thing. He's training people, interns. I, I honestly think he works five jobs. Um, but all the money that we make from the brokerage um, – we have a big spend on social media. So, I mean, almost have like a media department. We got four uh, full-time people, salary positions, and that money that we make from the brokerage goes to marketing and goes to buying properties. And we just, we put it all back in and we just keep doubling down anytime we can. So uh, that was my qu next question after this question. So I'll come back to that. But so you're, you're putting the, the cash into the deal much of which you're pulling from the revenue of the company. And then uh, what about financing? Are you going to institutional guys? You're, you're doing hard money. Are you going and getting hard money? Are you guys lending to yourself as hard money? What does that look like? Yeah, we're, we're getting hard money um, on most of them. And then we have some uh, pretty good community bank relationships for these larger, like bought a little mobile home park, 14, uh, 14 units. We're buying a, a 17 unit apartment in the next 60 days. Um, those will go get community banking, 20% down. Anything else we will do uh, hard money, that kind of six and a half, one point. We've done some cool deals, man. We did a 11, we did, we flipped 11 duplexes and we were, we were going to wholesale it, but we had some issues. So we, we closed on it with hard money. And then the next day we sold it uh, and made a, a good profit. And uh, we've wholesaled some really large land tracks. We've gotten money through those aspects too. We've actually made a lot more money on those deals than on our brokerage or anything else. And that money really supports that. That goes into the, the business as well. Sure. So um, deal sourcing and lead sourcing, you had mentioned four full-time people working on your social media uh, outreach. I believe the digital space is the single uh, most important place that you can invest time and money now as an agent. Uh, I think that it is the absolute future. 
So uh, walk us through what does that look like? These four people, what is it exactly that they're doing? They're placing ads, they're joining groups. Yeah, so yeah, all, all of that. Um, and then there's another thing we can talk about. I mean, we got the action. So it's uh, we have some true deal sourcing with, with uh, people here that are dialing. I mean, we have six acquisitions and dispositions full-time, eight hours a day, cold calling. But as far as the way we have approached social media, it's truly been up to this point, a branding play. Um, we've got, you know, filming, editing, recording, commenting, joining the groups. We're on every platform, you know, Instagram, TikTok, everything, uh, YouTube videos every day, podcast. And the focus hasn't truly been, and maybe this is a fault, I'm not sure, but it's never been to let's funnel, let's funnel all this specifically to get leads. Um, it's more been like, we believe in this. We really want to just give real content. Like we're not trying to go flash money, show cars. I, I don't judge that. Uh, but we want to be like, here's what we did and here's how we do it. And here's how you can do it. Cause we believe that we honestly believe everyone can do this if they want to. And it's just been a real value, 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 branding, 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 and we're not trying to get anything from it right now. I mean, we'd like to see a return on it one day, um, but that hasn't been our focus. We don't try to measure it. I, I wouldn't even know how to measure it because, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll buy deals from people that they just know that we're legit because they've seen us for four years or our agents join and that's because they've seen us. So it's, it's, it's hard to think about how to measure it, but it hasn't been focused on generating sales as much as, and this is just how I frame it. I mean, you might, have some advice or a way to view it, but it's just, to me, I just say, we're just, we're trying to brand and we're trying to show people what's possible with real estate. And we are here to support whichever way we can. And we don't need to make any money from that. So uh, folks often don't uh, understand the difference between trading time for money and uh, building leaders that go out and have the ability to sell. Right. So uh, you've got these folks that you're, you're offering value to, and in turn, they're bringing value back to the company. Um, one of the big mistakes we've made in the past is we went too heavy on consulting. In the short term, it, it feels great, and, and it's nice to have these big consulting contracts, but ultimately what happens is when you're a decent human being and you're fiduciaries to your client, you inevitably go above and beyond the what was the intended scope of that contract, right? And no matter how much more you're providing in value, you're only getting X amount of dollars in return for that service. Um, you know, if, if I could offer any advice to the folks out there, it's do not fall into that trap of trading time for money. Uh, in real estate, you, the real estate profession is like one of the highest uh, earning potentials of any job that you can have. People don't always make that connection. They think, oh, a realtor, and they have that caricature of like the 1980s realtor. That, that's not what this game is anymore because the internet has made so many tools available to us. People are wholesaling, people are following the Burr method, people are fixing and flipping, people are repositioning, people are doing short sales, people are buying notes. There's so many different, uh, I always call it like the mothership is the real estate company for us. But we've now spun off construction, commercial loans, technology, a fund, all of these things uh, come from the mothership, right? It's those connections and it's uh, spending the time to brand yourself and to get out there and to become a proven entity. And, 
And it, it's crazy. It's like you're, you're fighting that fight. At least this was my experience. And then one day you arrive. It's like the doors just start to open and all of that good work and goodwill and time and energy that you've invested in other people, it just starts to come back to you in droves. Like it, it's that's cool. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I yeah. just wanted to say one thing. I, I agree. And it's just really interesting to think about the industry. I know we were talking a little bit about that, but it does seem that that's what everybody's doing is finding multiple avenues to, to bring in. And, and I was thinking about this. I don't, you know, there's a company here called Realty Austin. And uh, I, I'd love to hear your opinion on this too. It's like, they're great. I respect them. Uh, very sharp. They, they bring in a lot of leads. Their biggest thing is leads. Like I, I kind of look at them as a, a lead generating company disguised as a real estate company. Then you got like a compass. They're, they're like a tech company described as a real estate company. Uh, we, I think, are going for media you know, as real estate. Um, there's all different ones, right? Uh, Zillow, all these other things, it's like fascinating what's happening. And uh, I, it does seem like you kind of got to be a little entrepreneurial and have different aspects. And they're all trying to do the same thing. Who knows how that's going to disrupt everything. I, I, I feel like this, something's going to happen in like months or weeks. I don't know. Like, it's like, one of these guys going to like flip the switch. When's Amazon going to get into real estate? And the only thing I can think about for us, for me, because I'm not a tech guy, is I feel as if the entrepreneurial agent will be the one that will be fine. They'll just always find a way. But the traditional, you're just helping people buy and sell. I mean, that, that's going to become a job or, or done on the computer. And so we're forced to, to be creative. And maybe that's why these companies are doing this. But I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. It's just something that I've been thinking a lot about. So w without a doubt, there are different companies that are emerging that are focusing in specific disciplines. Um, so again, technology has opened up such an array of tools for us. You do have the lead gen specialists, you do have the marketing specialists um, and, and it goes on and on the tech specialists. We found that there are tech people and then there are real estate people and yes. software um, that, and we've tried them all, man. I mean, we've been through, I can't tell you how many different platforms and programs and inevitably it, it, there's some cool features here and there, but inevitably it, when you're a deal maker and you're an entrepreneur, uh, you want to live in that space. You want to live in your gift, right? That's another thing people lose sight of, or never even understand is that they need to be living in their gift and the technology becomes so clunky and difficult to use that it becomes a task. It's not, it doesn't seamlessly kind of flow with how a real deal maker goes about their business. So uh, we brought on full-time programmers and we're developing all sorts of neat technology that fits that adaptable flow that an entrepreneur and a deal maker uh, just has ingrained in their DNA and it keeps them happy, right? It keeps them out of the things that they really don't want to be involved in. They don't want to touch. Um, there's a lot of, of good platforms out there, uh, but we're building all that stuff ourselves now because of exactly what you just said. We feel like there's uh, so many different companies that are focusing in just different areas. We're just trying to build a better mousetrap now. We're trying to take components of all of it and put it together and make a super brokerage You know, of, of something that has investment funds, that has the people that are out as lead gen specialists, 
totally separate from your actual deal maker uh, that, that are using the best slickest tech that we're developing in-house um, because you can and you have to, right? The, the market's not gonna always be like this, bro. I've been through, now I've been through the 2008 crash for us locally, it was 9-11 was a really difficult time for, for us personally, but also in real estate. Superstorm Sandy was another devastating blow personally and in, in the market. And of course, the global pandemic coupled with the decentralization of real estate from all major cities. Like that is very real and it is happening. And it's why some of these other markets are exploding. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the bad market is coming. Uh, it always does. It, it comes in a different form and it comes sometimes out of nowhere, but it, it, it will come. And when it does, we want to be as balanced as we can uh, to make sure that, you know, we can not only endure, but prosper through those challenging times, right? You know, every yeah. challenge creates an opportunity. Um, yeah. I, hey, man, I, I agree. I respect your opinion. Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll tap into partnering together on some of that stuff because I know what, like you said, we're real estate guys. Uh, I know we need tech, but I don't even know the first step to get involved. And I honestly don't really want to. I'd rather just, you know, partner with someone one day. So, yep. Never know. That's never what, I instantly start thinking about that. Like, well, maybe we'll team up, you know, because we essentially that's exactly what we're trying to do. But we're doing it here. We're in a good market. We've got it dialed in. Uh, but to take it outside of this market, we need more good people to help us out for sure. So, um, Absolutely. Um, I, I want to make sure we talk offline and, and that that's a mistake that we, we also made, Matt, is, is we wanted to be the best in each area and you can't. There are people that are just focusing on, you know, these little five degree pieces of the real estate pie and they're crushing in that five degree space. Right. So uh, we're, we're relying externally on uh, the places we don't have passion you know, thing like I love technology. It's, it, I was a complete dinosaur. Um, you know, I was the guy like that didn't want to email and I've embraced it wholly and fully. Now my CMO has played a huge part in that, uh, Peter, who, who you spoke to earlier. Um, and Rebecca's played a huge part in that. And we're, we're bringing in-house parts that we're super passionate about things that we have a really deep understanding of and the rest of the stuff we're partnering, right? Just like you said, you, uh, it's funny because I, I made a note on the sheet, you know, set up a separate call because I, I'd love to talk to you about some more of this stuff uh, offline. But before I let you go, could you talk a little bit about the market down there locally, uh, pre-corona currently and, and what you see post-corona? Yeah, man. Uh, Opportunity City. That's what we call it. You know, we got, so it's, it's my parents moved here in 1991. Uh, Austin's always been a hot market, even since then. And what everyone always says is it, it, it really is a market that goes up, levels off, goes up. It never really dipped, even in 2008. Uh, who knows if that stays true? But it's relatively affordable compared to a lot of places in the country. You know, you can buy houses here for 300, 350,000 in some of these suburbs and even in parts of Austin. And there's just a massive amount of jobs coming here. Um, very diverse uh, job sector. We got University of Texas. We got the, the capital, you know, government. There's a big tech component, financial services. Um, and it's a very hip, cool vibe, energy, vibe music, good food. People love it here, man. And, you know, Tesla announced that they were coming. You know, they're not the first big company, but that was a big change 
Tesla says they're coming. Samsung's doing a $17 billion facility in uh, Taylor, Texas. You got Apple doing a $5 billion. Oracle moving their headquarters here. Facebook, Google, Amazon, everyone's coming here. And there's a good talent pool because there's a lot of people that want to be here. Everyone, in my opinion, knows uh, Austin's the coolest place to be in Texas. Texas in general is a really business-friendly place. Um, so it's, it's you know friendly for businesses. There's jobs, which as you know, is that's all it really is in real estate is jobs, jobs, jobs. And the fascinating thing is Tesla's coming in, right? They're not even hiring yet, really. Like we haven't even, even gotten close to, they're still building the building. So what does that look like? I don't know. I'm a big believer. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and I think, you know, this is going to be one of the best places to be over the next 20 years on a real estate uh, perspective. It's not a cash flow market. Uh, it truly is an appreciation market. You're buying these houses for 350,000. They're renting out for 2000, 1700, 20% down payment that won't cash flow. Yep. Um, so we were, I thought we were hot before COVID. Uh, I remember now looking back at the prices, I'm still baffled. And that, that wasn't even that long ago, but you, you know, being around it, you think about real estate 20 years ago, what were the prices? It's even weird now for me, two years ago, I was looking at these houses that I could have bought that I thought were you know, I was passing on them at 170. Now they're 270, 350. So it was hot. COVID hit a uh, little bit of a standoff period. Like there was a lull here. It was like two months of just kind of unknown. And then it just lit on fire. Um, I mean, really, it was like it was nothing like I'd ever seen. Um, the houses just literally went up overnight. They were going 150, 200 over ask. And it was straight up because of supply and demand. If you look back at it, like on our, on our MLS right now, we'll have, you know, 5,000 plus listings. But when that was happening uh, in January, February, March of this year, there was like 900 listings on the, in the entire MSA. And so it was kind of like, pick your price. And that's settled down a little bit. There's not that chaos going on, but things are still trending up. Don't know, man, what's going to happen next. But um, we try to think of everything in 15, 20 year mindsets. We, we try not to buy properties that, like I said, aren't sustainable by the mortgage. And um, yeah, it's just been it's just been, you know, pretty, pretty up. I mean, it's kind of how, how it's always been here. I don't know what's going to happen next, but it does seem with the jobs that continue to come here and they say 200 people move to Austin every day. It does seem like it's going to keep going up. But, you know, you've been through a downturn. I haven't. I feel like sometimes I'm saying this stuff and I'm the, I'm the idiot in the room. That's like, things are going to keep going and eventually they're not, but, but all the fundamentals kind of show that. Yeah. You're, you're spot on. So uh, if I may, having been through several downturns, I could tell you there's certain metrics um, to keep an eye on. So we went ahead and, and traveled all over the country after 08 because I wanted to see what caused the secondary markets that were able to sustain. And by sustain back then, if you lost 10, 12% of value, it wasn't the end of the world. There were places that were losing 40, 50, 60% of their value. And we went to some locations that had, it, it was like a, a zombie apocalypse, apocalypse movie. You would walk in and see entire housing developments where like boats are in the driveway, coffee pot is still on the countertop and the keys are there. Like people just, the market shifted, 
they were no longer able to afford that home. They got into a bad subprime deal and they just picked up and went to a better place where there were jobs. That was the difference. The markets that had a strong job center are the ones that endure. The ones that don't are dead. And we're seeing people decentralize out of these big cities because in, in large part of legislative threats, right? That is the number one thing in the SWOT analysis for us now. What do the legislative threats look like? Because it's become, while it's best intended in many cases, it's become extremely difficult to do business in New York. Extremely yeah. difficult. Right. So people are picking up and they're relocating entire companies. Like you said, Tesla, Samsung, these big companies are now decentralizing, right? To these other places because work at home is here. It's here to stay. The reason that those companies stayed in the big cities was access to workforce, right? It was the place to be. But as the, the people migrate out of the big cities, uh, which is here to stay also, right? People got to that point where their habits have changed. People are not going to go back. Uh, I'm still baffled when I talk to some people and they're like, well, this is going to end and, and everything is going to stabilize. Nope. This is the new norm now, folks. This is the way it is moving forward. Uh, they're fleeing to markets like this. The one thing I would say to keep an eye on is when the legislative threats start to increase, right? And you start seeing far more restrictive zoning, far more restrictive bureaucracy, a lot more red tape. That's when the market starts to become a little bit challenged because the folks that are leaving because of those threats bring their politics with them often. Uh, and that's where it starts. But uh, when, when this music stops, man, some of these secondary markets, and now we're seeing big money go to the tertiary markets. Yeah. It's going to be open season. Yeah. Open season. Yeah. We're, I, I hear you, man. I take that advice. Good. You know, we're buying a, one thing that we're super excited about, it's like a small little town way west of here, 17 unit apartment in Lano, Texas. It's a small little town, but you know, it's one of those weird ones where it's already a, a good deal. It's, you know, it's a uh, 1.1 million. It's, you know, brings in $12,000 rent. It's pretty good for here. Uh, but it's like, does this market blow up one day? I think it will, but I've never invested in a market with 5,000 people and no ma major job force. Uh, but to your point, like, it's a, there's a river running through it. It's a cool town. Maybe that does. And that thing go up and triple in value overnight. If something like that happens. Yeah. It, interesting stuff, man. So, um, you're a great follow. Do you mind sharing some of the handles for the audience? So they know where to find you. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Typekey real estate, uh, we're on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of it really easy to find just Typekey real estate, uh, T E I F K E. And we're everywhere, man. We, we get out there. I'm on Facebook. We're super easy to get a hold of. Would love any kind of subscribers or follows or just anything we can do to help you guys or your listeners. Uh, we're here to help and we, we're serious. I mean, we'll get back to you. We're, we, uh, we're real and we're very committed to this. So we want to help people that care about this. Uh, really appreciate your time, Matt. Best of luck to you and to your partner. Congratulations on all the success. And uh, we're definitely going to reach out offline. Okay. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time as well. All right, bud, stay safe.